Hey, my fellow expert women, I'm Gal, co-host of the Coffee Talky Show and co-founder of Smoothie together with my sister Mayan. We are honored to be your positive expat experts today. We believe that every day is about feeling alive. We can take active steps, we can shift our attention to see the good in our life and accept that each challenge can be seen as an opportunity. We can all live extraordinary lives no matter where we are. That's why we created Smoothie so we can serve, support, and inspire women from all over the world. If you want to join us and other amazing like-minded women for weekly live sessions about everyday expat life, check out our platform La Place. This is the place to share experiences, get motivated, be supported, and feel good about yourself no matter where you live. If you're not a member yet, please go sign up at smoothative.com and join our incredible community for less than a euro a day. You've probably known for a long time that you needed some guidance, an inspired community, and life-changing tools. So please, your smooth and joyful experience abroad awaits you at smoothative.com. Now, let's get to today's episode. Grab your coffee or tea and please listen closely. Maybe take some notes so you remember these insights of positive life abroad. And because we all should give a little more than we expect to receive, share this with a fellow friend. She will thank you for sure. And also, be sure to tag us or DM us on Instagram at Smoothie so we can say hi. Thanks again for listening. Now let's begin. Yes, we have a nice topic to, for you today, right? Yes. So if you have kids and you decided to move abroad and you're wondering how it might impact them, then this episode is for you. Yeah, because I don't know if you know, but we are actually like experts since forever. So we moved first when we were kids and then when we were teens and then when we were young adults and then as a mom... Still single, if you have someone for me, let me know. Um, but the thing is, we know and we we learn from our experience how kids deal with moving abroad. Yeah. But let's give you a broader idea so you can know for your kids. Yes, absolutely. So if you decided to move abroad, like I said before, and you have kids, then you might be hearing all kinds of voices around you saying, oh, how can you do that to your kids? Separate them from their friends and family, uh, putting them in a place where they don't understand the language, where they will be lost, and all kinds of negative thoughts. Yeah, so I'll... we are here to bust some of those beliefs yeah. and tell you that actually that's a great thing and a great opportunity for kids and can really positively impact them. Yeah, like, like we're not going to underestimate the struggles because there are some and we're going to talk about them as well. But what we're here telling you is that the benefits and the advantages and the good positive stuff of moving abroad and living abroad actually outweigh all the challenges and the struggles that they might face. So you need to be open-minded to what are you actually giving them. And in our experience, it's the best gift you can ever give your kid. Absolutely. You know, we've 
also felt it as kids, yeah. you know, while we were moving. It was never seen as a negative thing in our house. And gotta give credit to our parents here. Cheer, cheer. <laughs> They did a great job, you know, communicating the, all the moves that we did together as a family. And I think this is a very important thing because it can be a positive thing or a negative thing depending really on how you handle it, yeah. okay? And we are here to show you, you know, just a little bit how you can handle it, like the best way, <laughs> that will benefit your kids, but you as well, because when you're a parent, all you want for your kids actually is for them to be happy and to thrive. And I can tell you from my own experience, with I have two daughters, they are thriving, okay? We're now living in France, it's about a year and a half, Uh, and they are thriving. And for me as a mom, that's the most important thing, you know, in the world. So, but yeah. let's go back in time to the, <laughs> to the 90s, early 90s, where we first moved abroad, you know. We said it before, we moved from Israel to France in early 90s. <laughs> Was a big cultural shock for us, yeah. really, really big. And it was amazing, like it was amazing. It was like we had our moments, obviously, you don't remember much because you were only two years old, but I remember I was six, I just started uh, school in France. I didn't know a word in French and it was scary. I was a shy girl and I didn't understand anything and It, it, it was scary, okay? Like you said, we weren't gonna, you know... Uh, sugarcoating. Sugarcoating, no. It was challenging, but the things that I discovered that first year, you know, when we arrived, about the world, it, it was amazing for me, you know? Imagine these small girls because we were only two then, <laughs> small girls arriving from a small town in Israel to a small town in France, it wasn't Paris, it was a small town, but we discovered, you know, new colors, new sounds, new kind of nature, new kind of people, new colors of people. It sounds crazy, you know, but where we came from, everyone looked like us. <laughs> And You know, our mom, she always uh, tells this story that I came from school like a couple of weeks after we just arrived and I told her that I have this amazing new friend and she's so pretty and she has braids in her hair and she looks so magical and she looks like a princess and I just described her like the most amazing girl and then our mom said, well, I invite her or I want to meet this amazing girl and I did and she was a black girl okay. and I didn't, you know, <laughs> it, was, it wasn't mentioned anytime. It wasn't mentioned at all, but I found it so magical, you know, I discovered colored people, you know, and it, it sounds weird today. But for me, like, what an amazing opportunity it is to discover all kinds of people, all kinds of cultures. We discovered, you know, new traditions. Yeah. We discovered Christmas <laughs> <laughs> and all kinds of things. And actually, I think 
as kids, you are more open-minded. You know, you're open to new things, to new possibilities. And we were pushed by our parents to, yeah. to explore. I, I to think that's the key. Because kids, and if you have those, if they're teenage, <laughs> like you, those kind of, those kind of things, um, then kids can tend to be like, mm, I don't know it, then I don't want to know something new. Like, I don't want to watch a new movie that I've never watched before. I don't want to try a new food that I've never tried before. I don't want to play with someone I've never played before. Kids are like, no, I don't. There's a lot of them. Okay. But if as parents you push your kids to try new things and to say like, hey, let's watch this new movie. Let's try. You're actually forcing their brain. Remember, we talk a lot about flexible mindset. You're forcing their brain to try and adapt and see new things. And then they're more curious about life. So when our parents, like when we were kids and our parents were like, I understand you don't, you say you don't like something. Well, let's go and do it anyway. Well, this is how we discovered cultures. And they were never like, oh, this is not for us. We came from one culture and we arrived to another place where they had a different history, different customs, different food, different language. Do you don't remember the one time that mom and dad, they decided we should try snails because we are in France. Oh my goodness. <laughs> and they bought snails. Like, it wasn't in a restaurant, it was in our kitchen. And it's about, it's exactly about this. Try new things, explore. You don't know. How do you know that you don't like snails? You try. You only, you only know this if you try and you say, well, now I know, I don't like this. <laughs> but what I'm trying to say here is that, again, like, when we say about the, the benefits of living abroad, it has a lot to do with how you as an adult approach it, but with how you're going to project it and present it to your kids. So for us, the fact that we, over the years, were able to discover so much and be curious about the world and want to see what more it has to offer, it was because it was presented to us as an amazing opportunity. And because it's an amazing opportunity, well, this is how it was. Now, I have to tell you, like, I don't remember the time that I moved as a two-year-old. You were as well. To be, <laughs> good to know. Uh, to be fair, I don't remember the time that I moved as a six-year-old either. Sorry, memory <laughs> problems. But I do remember the time that we moved when I was 10. And again, as I said earlier, like, it's not a proper teenage, but it starts to be a teenage at 10 years old. Like, I considered myself a teenager. You were a teenager. I was a teenager. <laughs> I <laughs> <Me> was too. <laughs> <laughs> though. Um, I really didn't like the idea of living when I was 10 years old. Like, my parents, my father, uh, our father told this to us when we were at the swimming pool. And he was like, are you excited? We're going to France this summer. And I was like, yay, visiting grandma and grandpa. No, to leave. I was like, no. <laughs> and I was not happy about the choice at all. I was frustrated, at, as my aunt said, that I'm going to leave my friends. That why do we have to pack again? Like, I didn't understand this notion of, we just moved in this place. Like, I finally had my toys organized and I was happy with that. And 
I was, I, I just got accepted to this dance uh, group that I was really excited to be part of and I, I didn't want to leave. Now, I don't, I don't know, please let us know like in the comments if your kid was like, no, listen, we're, we're not doing this. Like this is way too much, too much for me because this is how I was. And obviously like, I didn't have much to say in the matter. And when we were told this, it was already like August, I think. Oh, done. Like we left, I don't know, a couple of weeks yeah, after. It was very quick. It was, it was very quick. And I didn't like it. And I think it's okay. Like it's part of it. I had to grow out of it. I had to understand that I don't always do what I like. It's part of it. But I remember, fast forward a couple of weeks later, living in Paris in this like nice hotel. We we started in a like apartment um, hotel apartment kind of things until our house was ready. And I remember being like, actually, it's kind of nice. But I'm not gonna say it's nice. <laughs> I'm not gonna say I I still don't like the idea that we came here. <coughs> but this this street is quite nice, and there have great ice cream that I yeah. never had. Like we had this Agenbus show on the corner. And and like because it was the end of summer, uh, I think we've done a lot of fun things. Like we went to the the wood near like Bois Boulogne and we went to parks and we've done like we went shopping and my parents were like, okay but now you have you loved your house like back in Israel, but now you have the possibility to redecorate your own place and you have your first room alone. And I was like, ooh. So they are like, they made it as an adventure. Yeah. And my very stubborn uh, character of no, I don't want to live here, quickly, very, very quickly faded away. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> For me, it wasn't like the same experience because I really wanted to leave because I wasn't in a good place and that's so I thought I was 14 like that's the teenage girl you know uh, with her friends and her look you know now I need to have a new wardrobe because it's winter here all the time and a new room you know I just painted my room uh, before but <clears throat> like you said it was the way that we were sold this adventure that made it a great one, an adventurous one, and you know, our parents were smart enough to make an adventure of of this situation because, like I said, it was about redecorating together our rooms and the living rooms, and we chose uh, furniture together, and we, I don't know if you remember this, but when we lived in Israel, we weren't traveling as much, no. but when we lived in France, it was like a great opportunity to travel, to see new places, to see all kinds of nature, you know, to drive for hours and, you know, arrive in a completely different uh, area of the country and seeing how beautiful it is. And that's an amazing opportunity. And even when we were like stubborn teenage girls, which can be really annoying, we know that. Um, and sometimes we were sitting in a car for four hours with our headphone on and Backstreet Boys on the <laughs> disc man, and not wanting to 
look around and see how beautiful it is. Finally, it was always, we arrived to a new destination, it was, wow, okay, let's enjoy it, let's try new thing, let's try new food, you know. <clears throat> and it was also a great opportunity for family time yeah. that we didn't have before. Like the whole family traveling together, going to restaurants together, or even having dinner together, simple, like simple dinner at Idaho home. It wasn't something that we had before. So for us, it was, I think for the family, it was an amazing thing. Yeah. And kids learn very quickly how to adapt and adjust them, themselves, even teenagers, okay? But you need to, as a parent, to sell them this uh, journey in the right way, in a positive way, like, and understand that it's tough, like, yeah, be open about it. Moving abroad can be tough, can be challenging. It's challenging for you as well as a parent, you know. Our mother, the first time when we moved, you know, early 90s, she was really, really struggling. And how we know that? Because she told it to us, like, maybe 10, 15 years ago. But when we were small kids arriving to a new country, we never saw it. Like, it was all about making it, like, that's a great thing, that's a great opportunity. We are here for a reason, you know, we talk a lot about having a great reason. It was clear, like, we are here for a reason. And we, we as kids haven't noticed that our mom was struggling. And believe me, she's not very <laughs> poker face, okay? She, she's not. <laughs> it wasn't about hiding things, it was about communicating it in the right positive way for her kids so they can actually thrive. I want to give you an example that is not necessarily related to life abroad, but you will you will understand my point. Um, as you know, if you've listened to anything we say until now, we are Disney fans. And talking, talking again about like kids, when you want to um, promote, I'll say, a Disney movie to your kid. In many of the Disney movies, there is a hard moment. Like, this is how the movies are created. Let's give an example of The Lion King that comes to my head right now. Like, there are some hard moments in this movie that a lot of kids really don't like seeing, right? Um, but when you're trying to convince your kid or trying to tell your kid, let's watch The Lion King tonight for the first time, you're not gonna sit there and tell him, listen, in uh, five, Mufasa is going to die. In uh, at minute number 15, you're gonna cry your eyes out. And then his mom is gonna like miss him because he's living. And then he's gonna find himself alone in the desert, not knowing what to do. In the jungle. He starts in the desert. Like he has a moment where he's like, there's nothing in until like, Timon and Pua takes him. Like, don't don't get me into Disney. Um, but like, you're not starting right like this, right? You're actually minimizing the struggles, and you're selling on the amazing thing that are going to happen because you're gonna tell like that it's about this jungle life in the savanna of Africa, and there's so many animals, and it's so pretty and joyful, and the songs are amazing, and this 
king uh, that starts a sim little lion Simba becomes the king of the savannah and will save the savannah and everything. And you know, the voice changes, but also like how you are selling it. So what I'm trying to say here as an example is life abroad is exactly the same thing. Now, whether you've experienced life abroad yourself before you're actually moving it, moving again with a kid, or it's a first for you as well. If you focus your attention on everything that's going to get wrong, this is what you're going to experience, okay? Everything that is wrong is out there and you're gonna have to face it. But if you focus all your attention on this, well, the movie is going to be hard and you're not gonna like watching it. Yeah. But if you decide to say, I know those things are going to happen, but I'm actually focusing my attention on what is fun, what I know can be exciting, what I know the opportunities are. If we talked about travels and cultures and new friends and new house and new places and new family bonding and whatever it is for you. But if you focus your attention on all the good things that are about to happen and you make those bigger, because as we said, whatever is wrong is out there, but also whatever is right. So it's about deciding what is it that you're focusing on and then communicating this to your partner, your kids, your friends. It's about that. This is what you're going for. The, the struggles are going to happen as well, but this is what I'm focusing on. And if you focus this for your kids, well, they're going to be excited to move abroad. And as my aunt said, it's easier for kids to adapt to changes, okay? Much easier than for adults. So if you're just telling them it's going to be an amazing adventure, an exciting one, they will go with an open mind and with an, a big smile on their face and they will deal with it in a quicker way than you are. Yeah, in, in very natural way. Yeah. So, you know, it's very natural for kids to for everyone, it's like a mechanism to try to adjust yourself to a new surrounding. It's just that with time, we learn to, you know, disturb ourselves. Yeah. So <clears throat> your kids will do that naturally. You just have to let them do it and not disturb this natural thing that is going on. And I want to tell you another thing. As a parent, you need to lead by example. Okay, and if you want them to be open-minded to new things and to try and to explore, like we just told you, you need to do it yourself because you won't be able to give your, your kids eating snails without trying, trying it yourself. Okay, and you can't tell your kids, well, you got to learn this new language without trying to do it yourself. And let me tell you a secret they'll do it much quicker than you. They'll learn the language much quicker than you, but you have at least to try. You have to try to keep up with them because they very soon they will come back home with homework in a new language that you don't understand. And that's very embarrassing. So you need to lead by example. And the example is trying to learn the new language, trying new things, try and blend in. How can you tell them, you know, go to school, make new friends without doing it yourself? 
you have to show them that you're making an effort as well, that you are making new connections as well, that you're making efforts, that you're trying, that you're trying new food, that you're discovering new things as well. It's not only you have to do it and I'm gonna stay here, you know, with my old culture and um, it's, not, it's not working this way. And I think this is one of the reasons that we integrated so well everywhere we, we arrived because our parents were a great example of being open-minded, trying new things, you know, learning, always learning and, you know, it was the way we were raised and this is what we saw as well. It's not always, it wasn't, you know, uh, things we were told, it's the things that are were shown. shown. Okay, you know, I heard, uh, <laughs> I, I don't remember where I heard this, that kids, they uh, understand things in Bluetooth. You don't need to say anything, <laughs> you don't have to show too much, that it's the vibe that goes under everything. So, you gotta be in the right energy if you want to, to, to show your kids and how to deal with everything, you know, all the challenges, all the changes, all the uncertainty. You gotta be in the same vibe and energy as you want them to be. Yeah. And you know, I'll, I'll add to this something, and I think maybe we should give some examples of how in our belief and from our experience, what are the benefits of living abroad as kids, right? So. I'll say that the first thing is the, the being more open to change. Change was became natural to us because we changed a lot and we had and when we say we changed a lot, it's not only the fact that we moved countries many times. Um, one example that I have for this is friends, okay, as kids. We, I was in, in a school that every single year, because it was an inter, like an Israeli school in Paris, so it used to have only kids that came here for one, two, three years, depending like diplomats and some other like relocation jobs. Um, and I got used to the fact that every 1st of September, I'm going to meet new people and I'm going to have like this amazing opportunity to make new friends. And on the last day of school, I'm going to say goodbye to new to people. And it was always happy and sad. And sometimes, yay, finally they're living. And like, sorry, but, sorry, yeah, but yes, it happened. But change was a very, very natural thing to us. And the more we had to deal with it, the better. Because guess what? Today, as an adult, if there is one constant thing is that things are always changing super super fast and I don't hold on anything because I know beginning of the year I'm starting something new and at the end of the year I'm saying goodbye because and sometimes it's not even a year sometimes it's a week a month whatever like change is so quick so I'll say the biggest benefit as a kid growing up in different countries and had to deal with moving abroad is change became natural to me. Yeah, adapting to change quicker and, you know, in a more natural way because we all adapt to changes at some point, but, you know, there's a journey of uh, adjusting ourselves and sometimes it's really hard and it takes a long time and, you know, you just have to look at the 
past three years to see how much things have changed and how hard it was for some people, you know, to let go of the past and enter a new era. It yeah. was super, super hard. But for us, honestly, you know, because we were raised this way, change is natural. Like Gal said before, change is part of our life and we know how to handle it. So when COVID came and we had to change our businesses, our both, we had to change our businesses, our, our career, our countries again, our apartments again, our friends again, Every, we changed basically Everything. Everything around us, and guess what? It wasn't the end of the world. No, it was. It was actually the moment we realized it's happening. It's like, yay! Okay, change again. Change again. And you know what? I remember having tough conversations with people when COVID hit, where they say like, "Oh, I want everything to go back to what it used to be. Let's go back. Let's go back. Let's go back." And I was like. Stop saying, let's go back. You don't go this way. You're only going forward. And it's up to you to embrace the change because things are not going to be the same. And everyone was like, no, you'll see. We're going to come back to do exactly what we used to be. And I was like, no. Even if some things are going to continue and do to be like they used to be, some things are going to change. Look at how we're working today, sitting here behind our phones and cameras, talking to people from all over the world. True, podcast existed 10 years ago, but something changed fundamentally three years ago because teleworking became acceptable and being able to digital nomads became a thing. It used to be a few people that were like crazy, crazy, ones. crazy <laughs> ones that used to do it. Now it's a thing. Yeah. And like those things, if you are against change, well, you're going to suffer. But if you are willing to be like, bring it on, what change am I going to adapt to now? Well, this is how you actually evolve and grow in this life. Yeah. And I think we got it from our experience as, as kids. Yeah, that like being able to adapt to changes is not something you learn at school. Nobody teaches you, but that's a skill that you need to work on, you know? And the best way to work on it is to change, to make changes in your life. And moving abroad is a great opportunity for a change, you know? Yeah. So that's one uh, big positive impact that moving abroad can have on kids. And another one I want to talk to you about is culture, okay? A new culture, because <clears throat> when you come from a place, you know a certain culture, a certain way of a behavior, a certain kind of people, you know. And when you arrive to a new place and you discover that actually there are other options and there are other ways to behave and other ways to... other traditions. And you know, you can choose to adopt some of those that suit you to bring it to your own culture. And actually, there's a very interesting um, term that was presented first in the 50s, I think, that's called third cultural kids. And basically, it's kids that came from one culture to a new one, so one, two, making a third, third culture in themselves. Actually, it's a mix of those both. And when we discovered, like, we lived this yeah. for years, 
But when we discover that that's an actual term, uh, a psychological term, and um, it was amazing because we didn't know it was a thing, but this is how we live, you know? But I want to take you back to like, would we say we are third culture kids now that we know the term? Let us tell you like how how much of a like, how does know, it look? In how does it life? look? Like, no, but it's it's even more than that because it's not third, it's like 10 culture kids. I don't know. Like, we have on one side of the family grandparents from Argentina that actually they, were, they, they are immigrants from Russia or whatever, Ukraine. Ukraine, something like that. So they brought this culture through, through. they didn't like speak Spanish to us as grandkids or to their kids. But they speak Spanish between but them. But it speaks Spanish between them. So we heard Spanish. And then the grandparents from my fa our father's side are actually Poland and Morocco combined together, explosive mix. And we had those cultures at home, like in traditional holidays. We will have both cultures on the same table. But then our parents, both born in Israel, brought brought us to France and we had Israeli holidays combined with Christmas and French cultures and we always laugh at the fact that we eat hummus with a baguette because it's like well it's <laughs> yummy here why not like who said it's not acceptable we made this combination but actually we're a mix of so many cultures and if I said before that one of the first benefit of living abroad is being quicker to adapt to changes but the second one is acceptance and being part of this amazing world because as culture what do we mean by by mixing culture is the fact that you are actually open to different cultures and to deciding which one you're taking yeah. in for yourself it doesn't mean you have to adopt every and no. new tradition that you see you know because sometimes it's weird <laughs> there are weird traditions that you don't have to adopt for yourself but actually some of them you can you know i'll give you a very very small thing in france uh it's very popular that when you meet your neighbors you say to them bonjour hello okay it's like super natural and but coming from Israel, it's not something that you do. Like you can live in the same building with people for years, not never saying hello to them or never even knowing their name or anything. Okay, and so you, we arrived to France. We started saying bonjour because it was rude not to do that. Okay, so there are things that you have to make an effort to do in order to not be rude and you know to try and to fit in, integrate, belong more to the new place. But then I gotta tell you, when I came back to Israel, I started saying hello to the new neighbors and they were like really happy about it. And I actually, I talked to the neighbors. I'm not the most friendly person on earth. <laughs> I'm not the one that, you know, says hello to strangers like that. But it was a polite thing to do because I took this tradition and adopted because I, I thought it was beautiful and actually I, I brought it to Israel and this is how I got to know my neighbors made some relationship and it was amazing for me okay so that's like a super small uh, cultural uh, thing but but it's that and I, I want to give you even an example of uh, now that you're talking like when I moved to Ireland the first like 
when I moved to Ireland, um, on the first week, everyone told us like, if you want to embrace into Irish Irish culture, well, you gotta go to the pub. Like that's what you do in Ireland. And I remember at the time I wasn't really into beer. Like I was young. Uh, it's a taste that you have to acquire over the years, and it's not something that I was really fond of. And I arrived to the beer to the pub, and I was like, mm, "What am I gonna have?" And I was like, it's, it's... "And I asked the bar, and I was like, what do you have for people that don't like beer?'" And he looked at me like, "You're crazy." Are you like?" And then he gave me something. It was called Snack Bite. It's half a beer, half cider with cranberry. Something. It was amazing. That's what I had. It was like, "This is Irish. This is what we do," and I loved it. But what I took out of it, I remember like we started going to the pub a lot. Every day. <laughs> I'm gonna say not every day, but almost. Um, but what I loved was looking at Irish people, not only like us students being there uh, from all different countries, but look at the local people at the pub. And one of the things that I loved the most is that at 5 p.m., there were a lot of families at the pub. It was something that they would do together. They would go, they would have dinner there, they would play games, they would listen to music, they would have fun. Like, I remember looking at me like, wow, those people enjoy life like crazy. And I, I was like 20 years old then, and I remember telling myself like, when I grow up, I want to bring my kids to the pub because this one, like, I want to embrace this culture, like, not every day, okay, fair enough, but I want them to experience this joy that is there, and every time I go since then to a pub and I see a family sitting, I'm like, they got it all right, like, they know what, I, and it's a cultural thing, you don't have it in many countries around the world, but it's a very Irish thing, to, and British, I discovered later on, <laughs> to sit at the pub with your kids. And I was like, well, why not? Like, who said it, sh it shouldn't be? And I took it in. So I, I want to give you another example uh, with kids and culture. When we, when I lived in Israel, so kids would, uh, would go to school until noon or one o'clock. And then we would go home and have all kinds of activities and things. But and we will never go to the playground, for example, when it's cold outside. Well, in Israel it doesn't happen a lot because most of the days it's beautiful outside. But when it's cold, it's like this is time to go home. And here, when we arrive to France, well, it's cold um, most of the days of the year. And everyone goes to the bar until unless it really really rains. Okay, everyone after school, school ends at 4.30, all the kids are going to the park and playing in the playground. And at first I was like, yo, it's too cold, I can't leave my kids outside, they will be sick. And, but I saw actually all the kids playing outside with their coats and, you know, hats and gloves and everything is okay, no kids will die from this cold. And I was like, okay, let's try it. And my kids, they love it, you know, that's their time to, you know, decompress after uh, a long day at school and to, you know, breathe some fresh air and that's amazing, you know, that's a traditional thing, not traditional, it's a cultural, cultural thing. thing. Uh, the parents will bring, you know, a little goutte, a snack, you know, to, to the park, to the playground and 
like actually for them it's a great opportunity to bond with other kids even more than in class and even if it's really cold like it's written on the playground unless it's five degrees or lower the park the park is open <laughs> so you can come so and actually this is what we do now after school like 30 minutes 40 minutes an hour sometimes depends when i get really really cold <laughs> but that that's something i wouldn't do before and yeah. Like for them, that's a positive impact because yeah. they're like, okay. And my uh, small, <laughs> my youngest one, she's five now, but she really suffered from the cold at the beginning. But guess what? She even adopted her body, even adapted to it. She she's like, she really gets cold, but she's willing to play. You know, she's well dressed and with the coat, gloves on, and everything is okay. You know. Yeah, so it's really about, um, so this second thing that we're talking about, it's about culture and the fact that when you take your kid to live in another country, you're actually giving them the opportunity to make a culture of their own by mixing different things from different cultures and different places that are going to live and it, it makes them even more unique than what they actually are and instead of like being oh you gotta forget where you're coming from no bring whatever you come from mix it with something new make another amazing thing out of it and as i said like it's allowing us to be more accepting of differences in the world and more curious to what is out there and be like oh is there anything here that i i would like to embrace and adopt into my life something are something not and that's fine like you don't need to take everything you don't change who you are because of the new place that you're living in but you are bringing the old adding the new and making something amazing out of it so it's really an amazing thing that kids are getting and adults as well but yeah. for kids it's bigger because they are like they're more soaking in everything yeah, yeah absolutely and you know uh, for years it was you know balancing it between being the weird ones and being the special and unique ones and again that's how you communicate it because yeah you're the weird one but yes you're the unique one as well okay it's not that you have a disadvantage because you come from another country. You have an advantage because you come from another country. And you don't have everybody else's same culture and same traditions. You have another one and you take whatever suits you, you know, from the new culture. And when you move to several countries along the your life, then you take bits of things from everywhere and you create within yourself like the culture that suits your personality and i think it's amazing to show your kids that there are so many options in this world and they can choose whatever suits them and that's amazing but for that you need to be like the open-minded parent yeah <laughs> and and sometimes it's hard because you want to Hold on to your traditions, you know, that came with your family from decades and generations before. And I can really get that. But try for yourself. Again, lead with example. Be open-minded. What can you take from this new place? And 
maybe there are things in your older culture and tradition that you can let go and that's totally fine, you know, and, and it actually suits you best this way. Yes. Maybe, like, you say it a lot and I, I totally agree with that, lead with example, but learn from your kid as well. Mm -hmm. See how they interact, see how they, because it's usually easier for your kid to mix things and to make something new out of it, try to learn from them as well. Try to take on things and let them bring things to your home and you be open-minded to receiving new things and then see if it works for you. We don't say like everything will work for you, but maybe some things will. Yeah, and uh, one last thing that I wanna show you how it can impact uh, your kids is that moving abroad is an amazing opportunity for a family bond because you're all going through a new experience, you're all trying new things together and you're dealing with the same challenges and it's a great platform <laughs> to bond on and you know to talk about those things together as a family like uh, learn new things together I can share with you that my daughter, she comes from school with a, they have the thing that every day they learn one new word and I'm like, great, let's learn it all together. You know, she's writing it on the fridge with the um, magnets and we all learn this way and it really creates a bond. And when someone is having a hard moment because it's challenging, we share it, we communicate and that's a great opportunity. You know, and like I said before, when we were kids, and we traveled a lot together. We had family dinners that we didn't have before because, you know, our parents as well, they needed, you know, to have some comfort and to have the family. It's what keeps them together. <laughs> so I think it's a great opportunity for you and your family to rebond, you know, and to create, uh, better relationships, uh, better connection with your kids, you know, talk to them more, be with them, um, show them how to be a great person, you know, yeah. and I, for me that's like one of the biggest thing, because I see it for us that since we moved here, like a year and a half ago, our family connected so much and we got those amazing moments that only could have happened because we are we got ourselves out of our comfort zone and dealing with things together yeah and i want to share with you something that is not it's not ours but i had this conversation with this woman the other day on our one of our relax talk and she moved from the us to uh argentina and she said like her kid is now 14 and she knows chances are big chances are that when he turns 18 he's gonna want to move and she's like although it terrifies me because as a mom I want to stay near my kid I'm actually super proud that he is imagining this open world for him and he wants to go and discover it because I get I showed him that it's okay to be born in one place move to another and then continue and I asked her one amazing thing. I was like, okay, and if he moves somewhere, would you go back to the US? And she's like, 
hell no, I want to live in Mexico. I'm just like, and she's also excited about her next thing because guess what? The world is open. True, we said it in different podcasts and we'll say it again. It's not that every single country is only waiting for you, arms wide open, for you to arrive. You might have to make some efforts. You might have to make some changes. You might have to compromise on some things. Uh, and But if you really want to go somewhere, you will find a way. There's always a way. It's up to you to find it. So again, how will you impact your kids? You will give them this notion of an amazing world open to them. And if they make a decision and if they take the right actions, everything is possible. Yeah. So it's the greatest gift you can ever give your kids. Yeah, absolutely. Just showing them that there are options out yeah. there, you know, and for us, like, thank you, mom and dad, for giving us this gift. <laughs> really, we, we it was hard. We had hard moments. We had challenges. We cried a lot. We were angry teenagers. Yes, everything is true. But now we know that the world is open to us and all the options are there. We just need to choose what suits us right now. And like for us, it's the greatest gift you could give a child. And this is what we believe. This is what we lived, you know, in our own life. I have two kids. This is what I teach them. And this is what we suggest you do as well. You know, if it suits you, take it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so just to sum up, we said that in our belief, the three main benefits of how you're going to impact positively, positively impact your uh, kid's life if you move abroad or if you're living abroad. It's the first thing was being adapted to change and adapting quicker to change, making you more ready for today's world. And definitely the next generations will need it even more. Uh, the second thing was culture and being able to mix cultures and becoming third culture kids like us, but also like fifth and sixth and whatever culture you're mixing everything together, taking what is good for you and serving you in the best way. And the third thing is family bond. Make it your time. Whether you are a big family, a small family, you're moving to a different place, you're living in a different place, make it your family time uh, so you all enjoy it because you're dealing with very, very similar situations. So instead of everyone shutting down and being like, oh, you don't understand, well, guess what? You do understand. Make it something for you. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, we hope this was valuable to you. And if you have uh, questions, you can always feel free to type them in the comments or send us an email or a DM. And follow us for more, like on our podcast or YouTube, wherever you're listening to us right now. We hope you enjoy it. And we'll see, see you next. very, very soon. <laughs> Bye.